Welcome everyone to FF Plus, a spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm your host, Aaron White, and today I am bringing you two films about dogs. Sort of. Kind of. One is about an actual dog, and one is about a naughty dog. We'll get into that soon. Here on FF Plus, the format is pretty straightforward. I'm going to tell you what I liked, what I didn't like, and I'm going to give you a recommendation about whether I think the film is worth your time and money. It'll be short, it'll be simple, and it'll be spoiler-free. First film I'll be discussing tonight is Dog, coming from United Artists. It stars Channing Tatum, Jane Addams, Kevin Nash, Corianka Kilcher, Ethan Suppley, Emmy Raver-Lampman, and Bill Burr. Directed by Channing Tatum and Reed Carolyn, and is written by Carolyn and Brett Rodriguez. What's it about? U.S. Army Ranger Briggs is tasked with bringing Lulu, Belgian Malinois military working dog, down the Pacific coast from Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington to Nogales, Arizona, in time to attend her handler's funeral. Now guys, I think I'm going to be abandoning somewhat my strict likes and dislikes section format, so you may hear some overlap in these next upcoming reviews. I'm going to experiment with that. I'll still be saying the same things. They just may be coming back to back as I sort of more conversationally get through my thoughts on these different films. I liked Dog a lot. It is the kind of very breezy, warm, comfort film of an adult drama that we don't get a ton of released in theaters anymore. This is the kind of film that I would expect nowadays would be more likely to go straight to streaming. So it was nice to get to see this in a theater on a big screen with no distractions. Tatum is really good in this movie. He has some excellent comedic timing. He has a lot of scenes in this film with Lulu the dog only, and it's really great to see his ability to kind of emote He has to go through multiple emotions in this movie, and it's not just the same kind of vulgar humor that we see his characters lean into in some other films. It's a beautiful relationship between he and the dog, and I really enjoy how it is relatable for pretty much anyone, I think, that owns a canine, because you're going to have had a similar experience. Obviously, you're not going to probably have adopted or gone on a crazy road trip with a former military dog or police dog, but you will have had to go through this period of bonding with your own animal, and that's what we see in this movie. Tatum's character Briggs, he is out of the army at this point, and he's been dealing with some mental health illness and struggles from some brain injuries. And so he is got major anxiety and depression and he is trying to desperately get back in. And I really like that about this movie because it comments on how hard it is for especially soldiers who have worked so hard in combat or spent so much of their time in combat to acclimate to the real world. The only thing they know is being in the military. And so There's a routine to that that brings about a sense of balance in their life and comfort, and it is all they need. They feel lost and helpless on the outside. They don't know how to operate 
That's why we have so many homeless veterans. One of the reasons we see folks really struggle with PTSD and trying to get past what the military life is like because they give you everything. It's all very structured and very specific. You're not out there trying to make things work on a day-to-day basis. Likewise, the dog in this film has lost its handler, its owner, its best friend, and Lulu is dealing with her own type of anxiety in trying to accept being taken by this other person on a trip. I don't know that the dog specifically would know what lies in store for her at the end of this, per the story, but the movie does a good job, I think, of showing not just how trauma can affect humans, but also how the trauma can affect animals, because Lulu is trying to break free from this personality, this job that she's had her entire life. She's been a trained bomb finder, drug finder, killer, and she has to become a pet if she's going to continue being of any use to anyone, essentially. And it's really handled with great care, I think. I I like that angle of telling the story about a veteran with mental health struggles. He says at one point, I'm nothing if not an army ranger, and that sums it up perfectly. Some are going to criticize the movie probably for kind of not going deep into his mental health and maybe tying it up a little too nicely. Maybe it's a little too maudlin. I don't think that's the case at all. I think that the movie brings all of the feels and is something that I think we can all enjoy. And it has a positive message about seeking help, being in community, trusting others. And it's really positive all the way through. So it does have a few sections that I didn't care for very much. Very brief. There's a lot of hijinks that happen. So I did like that the movie starts off in Seattle. That was cool. We're in the Seattle-Tacoma area, actually. I've deployed myself out of this Fort Lewis joint base in McCord, Washington, multiple times. So that was crazy for me. I didn't expect it, didn't know that was going to happen. And then having him travel down the Pacific Coast that I've done several times as well, going from Oregon to San Francisco to Los Angeles, you know, on his way to Arizona. It's a fun trip to see the hijinks that they get into. There's a couple of silly situations that I think lean a little bit out of the realm of more realism that the movie lives in for the most of it. But while they are mildly ridiculous, they're still kind of funny and they didn't derail my enjoyment of the film. There's also a lot of little details about military life that this movie gets right, like the I Love Me book that Lulu has which is a collection of things related to her service and how most military folks will have something very similar, like an I Love Me wall where we put our awards and various promotions are displayed, a flag, things of that nature. So it did a good job of depicting the military life and in the brotherhood of military members, specifically this ranger company, and the way that they handle each other. They stick up for each other. They never, ever stop considering each other brothers. They don't leave one another behind, and that lasts forever, and I liked seeing that on screen as well. The film breezes along at 90 minutes. 
It's got a lot of humor. It's got a lot of heart. It will probably bring tears to your eyes like it did myself. And it's very light overall. I came home straight away and loved on my pup excessively. And that's kind of what I think will happen for most folks. This will be available in theaters on February the 18th. As for my recommendation, I gotta say, there's no reason to see this in a theater whatsoever. There's nothing cinematic about it. The sound is just fine. Cinematography is just fine. It's not that kind of movie. But the thing that I did want to bring up is that the dog in this movie, Lulu, there is almost constant whimpering and or barking happening throughout the film. Just every scene, it's going to happen at some point, it feels like. That could be a real distraction if you have a pet at home, especially a dog. My dog, I know, will perk up with any little pet sound or the pets on screen. I mean, if it's a goat, it could be anything. And he'll freak out and start going crazy in the house. And I can imagine people putting this on to stream at home once it becomes available later and having dogs all over just be completely out of pocket because they're hearing this dog consistently barking on screen. So just something to be aware of if you want to check it out and wait for it at home, which it'll play totally fine, but you are going to need to be cognizant of your pet and how they might react. The other film I'm reviewing in this episode is Uncharted, coming from Sony Pictures, and Naughty Dog. Yes, that's the game publisher. That is the game design company. And that is why I made the joke about dogs earlier. But The film stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and Antonio Banderas. It is directed by Ruben Fleischer, and it is written by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway, and based on the Uncharted video game series by Naughty Dog. What's it about? Nathan Drake and his wisecracking partner, Victor Sully Sullivan, embark on a dangerous quest to find the greatest treasure never found, while also tracking clues that may lead to Nate's long-lost brother. Some context for you right up front. I am an Uncharted video game series superfan. It is either my first or second favorite video game series of all time, and I have a poster of Nathan Drake on my wall. I wore my Uncharted t-shirt I wore my replica of Nathan Drake's famous ring around my neck to my press screening. I think that this game series is amazing. And I also have a deep, deep love for all things adventure and treasure hunting in the genre. And so I came into this extremely reluctant. I've been tracking this movie's development for what feels like a decade it's gone through so many directors, many of whom I think would have done an amazing job. And yet here we are finally being released. We've got Tom Holland playing a young Nathan Drake that doesn't feel quite right. We've got Mark Wahlberg playing a young Sully. Definitely doesn't quite feel right. And then we've got a director from the guy who made Venom and not at all someone I would pick to make this. And largely picked because... Sony has famously had issues with directors coming in and wanting to tell their own kind of story because they had a specific thing they wanted to do. And so let's just say my expectations for this were extremely low. I've spent many of the last months kind of really trying to prepare myself 
for how bad this might end up being. I was going to feel let down regardless if that happened, but I didn't want to be crushed. And so I hope that it would be good, that it would be enjoyable, and that by going in with low expectations, I would have a better chance of having that happen. And lo and behold, guys, I am satisfied. The movie worked for me, and I am so, so happy. Uh, Listen, it's not what you would quote call a good movie by a lot of standards. The CGI at times is absolutely abysmal. And I think that it's very indicative of the bigger problem here, which is video games have become so cinematic, especially what Naughty Dog makes, that you can't replicate that on a big screen. It's ironic. There's no other way to put it. We've gone from a point where we wanted our video games to feel like movies to where we need our movies to feel like video games and it doesn't work because you're not in the POV of the character and because Nathan Drake is a human. He is supposed to be a very realistic depiction of a character who just happens to do some incredible athletic stuff. But when you translate that to the big screen and it's a Tom Holland CGI jumping from crate to crate that's falling in the air trying to make his way up to an airplane it looks dumb because that's not natural in a video game world we accept that because it's a video game character and we know that he's not real and so it's just a hurdle that I think games like this when they're trying to be adapted they're never going to get it right and so you just kind of got to go with it and look at it as a generic adventure movie and not as trying to be exactly like the games in the immersive nature of how they're able to depict these awesome set pieces. Some of the climax stuff actually was really good. The ending has a big, you know, final battle and crazy stuff happens. And I thought the CGI was way better at that point. One thing about the characters is that they are kind of off at the beginning. For example, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, he does a decent job of trying to be roguish, (laughs) but he never quite shakes that Peter Parker boyishness, that innocence either. It's just impossible for him at this point in his career, I think, to get away from it. And I'm really starting to be concerned that he ever will. I mean, I've seen him somewhat do that well. Uh, There was a Netflix movie a year or two ago, and then there was an Apple TV Plus movie called Cherry, and he definitely goes darker in both of those, but everything he does, or the majority of what he does is in this kind of Spider-Man-esque wheelhouse, and he plays Nate like that. Nate's a wisecracking character too, so it makes sense. I mean, he's popping jokes and one-liners all the time. And I loved it. I thought that they worked really well here. My son loved them. And that's very in line with the video game characters. But Tom Holland did a solid job. Wahlberg grew on me over the course of the movie. He's still Mark Wahlberg. And so we were talking before the film, a couple of critics and I, about how you know you can't really put Mark Wahlberg in your movie and expect him to adapt You have to get Mark Wahlberg for a very specific type of role that he's good at. And this is not that role. But by the end, he grows on me. In this movie, he's sort of like an amalgamation of the characters of Sully and Sam from Uncharted 4, which is Nate Drake's brother. 
And so thinking about it in that context helped me accept his character a lot more. By the end, again, I liked him and I thought I could see him growing into and becoming the Sully that I know and love. Likewise with Chloe Frazier's actress. Uh, she was played by Sophia Ali. Kind of bumpy at the beginning, but by the end, everything they went through and the way that their relationship is left, I could totally see it being the Chloe that I meet when I'm playing the game in Uncharted 2. The villains in this movie are a big swing and a miss. Antonio Banderas is fine. It's like nothing to speak of, but he's fine. But Tati Gabrielle, I feel sorry for her. She and her lackeys that follow her around are very wooden. They're not given much to work with. I don't think she does a great job either, but I got to put a lot of it on the script and the direction. The problem is she is, like most of this movie, she is a copy of something from Uncharted 4 or a tweak on something from the story of Uncharted 4. The movie really does follow along that game's plot in a lot of ways. And her character is supposed to be this movie's version of a character named Nadine from the games. Nadine is a mercenary just like this character is Braddock. And Nadine is so charismatic and has so much personality. And of course, she's able to have that developed over the different times you come in contact with her across a you know, 20 hour plus video game. And so it's very different. But like, I just didn't get that from the Tati Gabrielle Braddock character. She's generic as can be. And since this movie doesn't go with having any gunfights for the most part, there's a couple of sequences where guns go off, but this is not like the video game where Nate is going through a section of picking up shotguns and machine guns and throwing grenades back and like killing, killing, killing. Instead, they have to tone it down. And so you get less of the lackeys and more of the hand to hand combat. And they just weren't anything interesting to me at all. The interesting part is the quest itself, and I think the movie does a really good job of that. Feels like a natural treasure or Da Vinci Code or like a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of adventure. It has that lightheartedness about it, which I really enjoyed. It's fun. It is just fun. Finding out how to solve this puzzle, again, a twist on Uncharted 4, but by taking it in a new direction, it got to surprise me a little bit. And I liked it a lot. I love seeing people go through that process of working things out and finding their way to this eventual big discovery. So I liked that a lot. And there are so many iconic moments that are captured in this movie. Some well, some just fine, but they really do make a note of letting you experience those character defining things like when Nate puts on his white shirt for the first time, when Nate puts on his gun shoulder holsters for the first time, when Nate climbs, um, there's a very distinct way in which that takes place in the game and they replicate it with Tom Holland here a couple of times. I like that. There's a lot of times in the game where you swing on a rope and come into an enemy and kick them off something. They do that in this movie. There's a lot of parkour that Nate does when he's running. That's captured in this movie. There's pushing through crowds, trying to go on a chase. There's that captured in this movie. There's even a Naughty Dog sticker. At one point, Nate raises up a chest, and you can just barely catch it, but there's a Naughty Dog sticker, and I was geeking out over that. His diary and how they 
incorporate following the clues in a diary as they're solving the puzzles that's in here. So I liked that a lot. I had fun. It was cool to me to see it realized on the big screen finally, regardless of the overall kind of quality of the picture. There also are a couple of post-credit scenes. I would say there's one immediately after the end of the movie, like within seconds, and then there's a little bit of credits, and then there's a second one, and then that's it. So definitely stick around for those because I enjoyed the heck out of them, and they got me wanting more, frankly, of this. I absolutely would take it. Look, it's not going to be the best adventure franchise ever made. Ultimately, where I landed was really understanding that the masterpiece that is the Uncharted video game series is never going away. And this exists completely independent of that. It doesn't change my love for that. It doesn't change my interaction with that. But guess what? If I ever want a quick hit of Uncharted adventure and experience, rather than replay for the umpteenth time a 20-hour video game, I can pop in a two-hour movie and get a little condensed version of that. And that is really cool. So. I'm a fan. Against all odds, I really liked it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again and probably many, many more times once it comes home for good. It'll be available in theaters on February the 18th, and I feel, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, guys. I recommend it. I think that it looks cool on the big screen. Despite some shoddy CGI, there are some good stuff, too, and it's just a big screen adventure movie that's fun. Take the family, go have a blast with it and enjoy yourself. Let yourself go. Don't be uptight. Don't hate on every little detail that you think is not the perfect execution of another movie that you saw once. Let yourself just have fun for once. I don't know how else to put it. Well, that's it for this week on FF+. Plus. If you want to connect with me on social media, I would love to do that. You can find me on Twitter at Film on Letterboxd at Aaron L. White. That's Aaron E-L-W-H-I-T-E. You can find me in the Feelin' Film Facebook discussion group. You can find us on Repod and come chat with us there. Look, there's links to all this stuff in the show notes every episode. Use it. Join up. Come tell me what you thought about this movie. Come tell me what you thought about Dog when you get a chance to see them. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling film.